uh, during a winter games, I like to talk a lot about one sport in particular <laughs> that really does um, offer the spine of a games to me. And that is the curling events, the bombs feel on both sides, the men's yep. and the women now the mixed event as well. This was really where that love affair began. I always liked curling. I did. I, I enjoy watching it. I covered it a couple times professionally and, and it's a very enjoyable sport to do. I like the strategy of it and all that, but I didn't really love, love it until this tournament and Canada was just outstanding in it. And as I said, it happens, there's three draws a day. So, you know, there were still a few less events now than there even, or then than there is even now back then. So a lot of downtime is filled by curling and, and it's really kind of a, a rhythm, you know, you can kind of rest and watch curling too. So that <laughs> Are you saying it's not eventful? You don't have to stare <laughs> intently at the state. You can look away for a few minutes and there's something nice and relaxing about that when after you've just watched like bobsled for an hour. Yeah. So at any rate, the, the point I'm making here is that Canada did very well. It was a very enjoyable bobsfield for me tournament. Uh, and, you know, it was nice that we got a gold and a silver in this. And also the two athletes, the two skips in this that got the gold, gold and silver were both, um, well, they were a little older. Uh, Kevin Martin and Shell Bernard were the two skeps of the Canadian teams. Both of them were 43 years old at the start of the Olympics. Uh, this is not a term that probably would work anymore, but Shell Bernard was kind of universally known as the Vancouver. The Vancouver, get it? Cougar? Yeah, anyway, yeah. We, we get it. It's just, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, during the games. Uh, <laughs> she, she was on the screen. She was really a face of it. And unfortunately, she ended up coming down sick before the gold medal game, and they came up just short and won a silver. Uh, the Swedish team won the gold there. Kevin Martin was dominant, going undefeated through this. One of the greatest curling teams of all time. Kevin Martin was a uh, 90s, 2010 curling legend in this country, and it was I mean, ultimately, it came off with this gold medal. So I'm giving my overall bronze medal to the 2010 Olympics to Kevin Martin and Shell Bernard for their dominant performance in front of the home crowd. And the pressure, we talked about hockey pressure. <laughs> yeah. There's an equal amount of pressure for the curlers as well. They're expected to win. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's harder to win best in Canada and to qualify for the Canadian national team in curling than it is to win world championships. So so that's obviously a great choice. My bronze medal this time around, the beginning of a love affair with a country with two individuals looking like they're gliding on ice, looking like they can do anything without any effort on a nice surface. The love affair of Canada began with Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer in 2010. And that's my bronze medal. Yes, because I got two more important moments for me in these games. But Tessa Virtue, Scott Moyer, the beginning of a love affair with Canada. That was a great moment. They were untouchable. The beauty of their motion, the grace dancing on ice is not as easy as it sounds. Actually, it doesn't sound easy at all. Uh, like... Just a uh, full disclosure, two years ago to the day I got engaged, right? And I did it on an ice ice rink surfaces. And I was on skate and I had to uh, I had to, to go down on one knee. And that moment scared the bejesus out of me for, for a long time and I pulled it off. Imagine dancing on skates. Yeah, exactly. Those two are like iconic in this country now. They could put make a stamp with them on it. They could put them on the on a five dollar bill, right? Yeah. They you know, and there's a there's sort of currently a, a movement to make change all the people on the bills, and then they would probably be a good choice for some. Although Terry Fox is leading that charge right now, and that's a good choice as well. But yeah, yeah, I can't argue there. You're like, yeah, okay. Um, 
look, what makes them the greatest? You talk about it. They they absolutely are brilliant at what they do. Even a a layman for ice skating can understand how what they're doing is is very good. You you get it. You see the difference between them, even if you're not a figure skating expert. And look, I will fully admit that among all of the Olympic sports, the the artistic ones are the ones that I really need to focus a lot on to understand because they're not intuitively something I watch on my own outside of Olympics very often. I try to do more of it now, but it, it, it's not it's work for me a little bit more than others, right? But they're not work to watch at all. I mean, it also helps that they're both very attractive people. They're both very relatable people. They seem like, you know, you know he seems like a guy you'd have a beer with and she wow. seems like... That image yeah. of him in Pyeongchang getting wasted at a Canada national team Good game. Job, rap, yeah. <laughs> what you doing? Rap? That's a classic Canadian heritage moment right there, too. Exactly. And, and this was the start of that. And, and look, yeah, it, it's weird that a ice dance, not even the exciting side of the figure skating, this is the yeah. most technical <laughs> of all of the figure skating disciplines, would become so legendary in this country. But they... They absolutely yeah. are, and they have a, an argument after they won the gold medal in Pyeongchang to be arguably 